You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to the Garibaldi Red Christmas special. My name is Matt Davis and we are joined by two former Reds players for an epic battle of uh, wits, brain cells, whatever you want to call it. Darth Vader v. Luke Skywalker, <laughs> John Snow v. Ramsey Bolton. It's all that kind of thing. I'll let you decide who's good and who's evil. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I should say here we're joined by, it is uh, Reds legend Gary Bertels and former Reds player and Sky Sports presenter. I'd love to say Reds legend, but uh, oh, I think come he's on, going on Forest fans anyway. Yeah, like, well, you can't sit next to Gary Bertels and, and, and I can't say with a straight face go, Reds legend as well. Come on, I, I don't really, I firmly <laughs> on, know my on, place, Jack. Hold on a minute, I've got, to, I've got to stick up for him. He came through the academy, that golden era of the academy with Paul Hart. So, you know... People forget about that. For those of you who are listening, David Prutton has entered into the Christmas spirit with a tremendous Christmas jumper. A Star Wars one. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know what Yoda's got to do with Christmas, but it was there and I got it. So wonderful, hey? That's, they, they stick Star Wars films on every Christmas, so don't they? That's, that's, that's possible. I do, I, do, do you think this looks a bit like uh, Chas McParland, slightly? Just, just a little bit. <laughs> hey, be careful there. It's got, it's got shades of Chas on it. It's the same height. That's oh, the main thing. You're a brave man, aren't you? <laughs> well, don't, worry, yeah, don't worry, I'll keep him well away. <laughs> I'll tell you what's annoying me at the moment. Christmas films aren't on no, uh, normal television. You can't get Elf. You can't get Home Alone 1. You can't get uh, Miracle on 34th Street. You can't get They're not showing them on normal television, on normal channels. It's, it's the fourteenth, guys. It, it's not even Christmas yet, mate. Come on, there's there's, there's a good no, week but, left before we no, go. I've, we go hell for leather. I've looked right through the uh, Radio paper. Times. Absolutely. One <laughs> <laughs> they, they stick in a Sunday paper, you know. Yeah. Not on. I can't, I, I can't miss Elf at Christmas. I, I've just got this this vision of you just ticking off over the next two weeks what you've got boxed off that you want to watch just make, on a daily basis. Right, I'll, I'll, I've, got, I've got that. I've got that. You, all the way through to the new year, I hope. The only two I've got are White Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life. They're already recorded. Classics. Classics. You'll um, both want to know what you're playing for. I've got a very good prize. In true bullseye style, this magnificent speedboat is up for grabs. (laughs) You soft son. (laughs) (laughs) For people who are listening, sorry, it's a Fireman Sam speedboat toy that belongs to my son. So I can't even really give it to you because it'll kick off if I do. So I'm, I'm glad it's your sons and not yours. You're not some kind of secret <laughs> mo- modeller, are you, that does that kind uh, of strength? No, definitely hey, that, 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 That's his toy for the bath, isn't it? You can you imagine him mat in the bath with that, can't you? <laughs> yeah, no, with, not... with, his forest, with his forest bath mat and towel on the side. Yeah, no rubber yeah. duck for that. No, these questions I've told you about before. I've already said before we started recording this, that it's probably wasting Gary's favour, but you're both generous to give me enough of your time to do this uh, at this festive season. So thank you very much, gentlemen. Shall we get going? Of course. Good. First question, tweeze you in, is for Gary Bertels. Now, the answer's from Wikipedia, so you might dispute this and say it's dead wrong, Gary. But we'll ease you in the start of, uh, well, I'll give you five points if you get it exactly right, three if you get within 10, and one if you get within 20. How many games did you play for Forest? I've got no idea. Absolutely. I never. I don't know how many goals I scored, don't know how many games I played. (laughs) Well, you're not going to get the next question. This this might kill the quiz. (laughs) I don't. I don't look at things like that. You know, I just get on. But I know. I think I scored ninety nine goals, but I'll um, give you one point because um, four hundred, four hundred and something. I don't know. It says two hundred and twelve here. Two hundred and twelve. Yeah, I played one hundred and thirty six games in two seasons. No friendlies don't count. Okay. <laughs> he's, a ha- he's, a ha- he's a harsh quiz master, isn't he, guys? Hey, they, they, they did to Brian Clough. 
friendlies did get. I know they did. I know they did. Right, David Prutton, see if you know any better. How many games did you play for Forest? I think... This is going to make me sound slightly more narcissistic than Gaz, which, I mean, there's nothing new there at all, is there? Um, I, only because the only thing, reason it sticks out in my brain, this rough number, was I remember thinking it would have been nice to get to a nice round 150 just before I left. But I think it's around 140. Over two spells, it's 168. Oh, and... let's, let's be honest. Does, does anyone count the second spell? I really, truly hope not, because that was a disaster, wasn't it? So let's not let's discount that one. Your bonus point question. You scored nine goals for Forrest. Did you get... Just n- n- 90 less than Gaz. Brilliant. <laughs> Did you get more or f- higher or lower yellow cards in the 2000-2001 season? More oh, yellows I, I, than nine. Higher, more yellows. More yellows. How many? How many? I would go at least double figures, at, maybe up to about... 13 or 14. Good guess. You got 15 yellow cards. Stick to what you're good at, eh, Gaz. Yeah. <laughs> if it's leathering people and shouting, do that. 15. My you God. Wish, I wish there were more people like you around now, kid. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's be honest. If there were more people like me around now, there wouldn't be anyone on the pitch. We'd be banned all the time, wouldn't we? So. <laughs> Next question is for Gary. How many points did Forrest win the league title with? I didn't even play in that team. It's a legendary Forrest season. Two <laughs> points I didn't play, didn't play one game in that league in that season. It's your era. Yeah, but why would why would I notice or re- remember something that I had nothing to do with? Was was it still just as as a rough way of trying two to find points, out? This is the guess. It was still yeah. two points for two, two points, points for win then. To win, well, yeah. we went unbeaten for 42 games, didn't we, over two seasons? So, oh, my word. We played, uh, was it 42 games in those days we played? I would say around about 70 points. A good guess, a good guess. I'll give you a point for that. 64. Oh. And for a bonus point, how many points did Forrest win the title by ahead of Liverpool? Which is going to be a guess because you don't know. But Six or eight. Oh, which one are you going to say? Ooh, come on, Gaz, come on, Gaz. I'll go for six. No, it's seven, but I thought I'd just... Oh, <laughs> come on, you've got to get a point for I that. I'll give you a point for that, because that's a good guess. I'm going to give you a point for that, because I'm generous. Question for Prutton. Now, you you did play Forrest to seem to be left halfway through. How many points did Forrest get in 2002-2003 when they made the playoffs? I think I'm going to go for similar to what Gary's guess was. I'm going to go around the 70-point mark. It was 74. So you were close, but I can't give you a point for that. But your bonus point question, this is fetching your knowledge, who won the the championship title that season? Oh, Christ. They're a very good team. Is that meant to be a club? They won it it by a lot. Uh, A a good team won the league. Funny that. Uh, They're a southern team. I'll go for Reading. Portsmouth. It was that Portsmouth team during the Red Nats. Yeah. By the way, Matt, can you give me any more clues? Right. Next question is a Christmas question. And the answer is decided by me based on what you say. So you've got to argue which is (laughs) the best TV Christmas show. Which is your favourite TV Christmas show? And I'll give a point to the winner. The one I think is the best answer. Well, no soaps. Not not soap. I haven't seen a soap in about 15 years. Um, <laughs> Gogglebox is good and Mrs. Brown's Boys. I do like a bit of Mrs. Brown's Boys. I've been switching over to Mrs. Brown's Boys to avoid watching Forest at times because it's, it's depressing <laughs> me that much. 
<laughs> There's no counter argument needed for Mrs. Brown's boys, surely. Don't well, mock it. I'll tell you what, what I'm going to go for, and only because I saw it again recently uh, off the back of it being uh, on last year and that decade um, apart between the last episode and this Christmas special. I thought Gavin and Stacey was very, very good. I mean, I'm not oh, talking yeah. about, kind I of, about that. Yeah, I'm with of, you there, props. We're not, we're not going for the full kind of Morecambe and Wise uh, shows for the ages type thing, but I thought it was, it was uh, of, of our particular recent era. I thought that was that was pretty well done and, and left on a nice little cliffhanger as well. So that's what I'll go for, and I'll kick myself when I get off this when I remember something way more interesting and funny and, and witty. And, but uh, that's the one that's springing to mind. I will. I will go with Gavin and Stacey. I was thinking Royal Family or Only Fools and Horses. They always do good Christmas oh, shows. Two very good classics. Yeah. I watch them every day, though. It's not Christmas. They're on every day. <laughs> you know, the Royal Family Christmas special on gold. I've seen them about a hundred times during the year. Mm. You know, they they put them on any time. They're putting Home Alone on in uh, in August now, so you know it's not. Which that's when you should record it, guys. Then you won't need to look at your radio yeah, times. Ex- for exactly. Schedule it. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> so what I'll say is just to clarify mine, because I think it's it's a nice mixture of comedy and not you can't call it drama, can you? It's uh, it's very light. It's very soft. It, it's it, and it's got a bit of an emotional punch to it, which I think is quite nice, especially at Christmas time, because we can often get very melancholic, can't we? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Five another, rounds another word in. of the day. <laughs> you've got a dictionary in front of you there it's uh, a long word you know that no, could, well yeah you know what you know what you you know why it's there lads it fills in that space between my having to actually explain stuff and give reasons for things took <laughs> a long word in move swiftly on and then we've forgotten the point that I was attempting to make so after five rounds david is winning five points to two so you've got work to david done. david prots david eh? they're david. coming out with some stupid questions uh, about stats <laughs> The one man who hates stats more than anybody else is me. I don't look at stats. Oh, well, you're not going to like the next the next round then. Is uh, <laughs> we're going to play, play, play your cards right with your teammates? <laughs> I'm going to disconnect in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 1978 79 season, Gary, which I'm hoping you do remember. Yes. Do you remember that one? Good. Well, we it depends. Play. I mean, you, there was a lot of celebrating done that year, so. Uh... Yes, well, yeah, fans still remember it and still love you for it. Higher or lower appearances in the 1978-79 season. So, Trevor Francis made 21 appearances this, that, that season. I want you to tell me, did Kenny Burns make more appearances or less appearances than 21? More. Correct. He made 37 appearances. Viv Anderson, higher or lower than 37? Ooh. I would say higher with Viv. He was, he was a lazy what's-it runner. He was a great sprinter. But a really bad trainer, but I would have said more. Correct. 50, yeah. 59 appearances. Yeah. Next one, Gary Bertels, higher or lower mm, than 54? Higher. Incorrect, 54. So you don't get a point for that one. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is what the stats tell me, which I know I think, you have. Yeah, I think that's totally unfair because, as I say, I played all, all in all 136 games in those two seasons. That's so, phenomenal. That is absolutely I, phenomenal. So, 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 sorry, sorry to take this on a slight tangent, Matt, away from the quiz, but uh, and without us sounding like players from yesteryear, guys, but when you hear people talk about convoluted schedules and, and uh, players being out on the feet and these huge squads, I can tell by the look on your face what your answer is. Why, give it short shrift. Jurgen Klopp keeps banging on about it. Hey, Prutz, it's a privileged position any player is in. Kids out there would give the you know, mm. the 
Bakhti to play football professionally. We were lucky. And I was privileged to play football. And I, I was tired, yes, at the end of the season. Yes, at the end of the game, because the pitches were shocking. But, mm. you know, what a career to, to, to have and to be lucky enough to have instead of moaning about how tired you are all the time. Tired is doing 12-hour shifts at hospitals. That's tired. You know, don't give me all that rubbish about, oh, tired, they've had this, they've mm-hmm. had that, the scheduling's wrong. Don't tell them they're tired, because they'll be tired. Mm. R- absolute rubbish. Can't disagree with that, mate, at all. I'm going <clears> to <throat> bring it back to this quiz, which I know you're loving, Gary, just That's to finish this, this round. Yeah. <laughs> the last two names, as we left it on this thrilling uh, thing, which you disagreed with, you played 54 games that season, 77, 78, 79. Larry Lloyd, higher or lower than 54? I'm going to say lower, but you'll tell me higher now. <laughs> I will tell you higher. He played 55 games that season, so one more than you. And we'll finish with Ian Bowyer, higher or lower than 55. Ooh, that's difficult because we had so many midfielders. We had Archie Gemmell in there as well. Bomber hardly ever got injured. He injured a lot of people, but he hardly got injured himself. <laughs> a bit like you, but what? Yeah. But what a lovely fella, though, Bomber. I mean, oh, softly spoken. I mean, when he, when he could lose it, he could lose it. But I remember when he came in with Paul and one of his assistants, he, it was just so unassuming. And then it's funny, that thing with Forrest, isn't it? When you, you kind of join as a young kid and then you see, I remember Larry Lloyd coming in, this big strapping fella. I mean, he was big when he was playing football. So obviously post-football, post he was he was quite a big chap. And he's always coming in, getting stuff signed. And you'd see John McGovern on match days and, and players like yourself, guys, as well, just kind of in and around the place. And it's only when you, you, you get past yourself as a young footballer and you really delve... I mean, I obviously knew what Nottingham Forest was about and my, my, the more my, the more recent touchstones was Psycho in the in the cup semi-final I mean the kind of goals and he, he scored and, and, and in the and in the cup final and how wonderful that that team was um, but coming in and kind of double taking and thinking again the gold is to having actual proper footballers and legendary figures not only in, in, in Nottingham but in English football in European football just there just there one, you know what I mean part of the match day experience part of the fibre of the club and it's something that I, I don't know how football clubs operate nowadays. I hope still that's the same. You know what I mean? Those people that really make it famous and what it is that gives you the privilege to play for them. That means that they're still allowed in and around and, and being part of, of what's going on. Anyway, vote you. Let, but, but anyway, his appearance is gone. Less. <laughs> Correct. Correct. He played. He only played 40 games, which makes me think. Ah, was was that the one area? <laughs> well, was that the one area, Gary, that you recall the manager might? Freshen it up a bit, the centre and midfield. Do you think or not? Well, we had that many good players in that position. You know, mm. that was that was the thing. And that that season, we you know we got to League Cup finals, we got to European Cup finals, all the league games. So we only had fifteen players in the squad. So you you would have to try and at times you know adapt and change things around a little bit. Mm. I, I thought these questions. I could name you the Grimsby side I played with and got promotion with, I thought it was going to be things like that. I could name them to a, to a man. And you're giving me, how many games did you play? Do you play more than <laughs> Good one. That is quite niche though, Gaz. You do understand that on a Forest podcast. You tell us the Grimsby side. <laughs> no, he said about careers. Your career. Oh, right, sorry. sorry. There's, a, there's a question like that coming. You'll be pleased to know it's a Forest <laughs> one. Right. David, Prot. Yes, sorry. David, go on. Higher or lower for you? Play your cards right. Academy graduates for Forest. Okay. So, we've established that you played 168 games. Mm-hmm. Wes Morgan, higher or lower? Oh, Premier League title winning Wes Morgan. Yes. Did he play more That's... games for Forest than 168? 
and bless him again, sorry for the tangent, but if you'd have told me the, the lad in the corner of the Forest dressing room would go on to conquer the Premier League, I'd have uh, not laughed in your face, but I'd have questioned the sanity of, the, of perhaps what you were talking about. Lovely, lovely fella, but what wow. a career he managed to, to go. Just, just in, I think he's admitted himself that being in a position where he was at his local club and things were relatively straightforward, he, he wasn't um, looking after himself in the athletic point of view, if you know what I mean. Um, but once he got that nailed down and and brought the professional side of of being a footballer to the talents that he already had. He, the, what he managed to carve out for himself was absolutely phenomenal, and I've got so much respect for what he did. Um, I, I, did he do? Did he, I'm trying to think that that kind of time frame of him being at Forest. I'm going to go for lower. No, Ugh! he's the record holder. I've given the next answer away there. Yeah, he played 400 what? games for Forest. <laughs> that went lower. Oh my god. That, what a poor start that is. <laughs> right, well, he very rarely missed a game for Leicester, did he? You know, he was yeah. and he threw I don't remember him ever being injured. Has he ever been really injured? Mm. Well, maybe I, maybe I thought he went earlier to Leicester. Maybe, maybe that's where I've got that right. So no, he's, he's, he's the record from the academy into the first yeah. time he's the record appearance holder. That's amazing. Yeah, well, he actually played for Forest for 10 years. He didn't leave till 2012. My God. That that shit that that shows my utter selfishness of when I came back for the second time and then left. I just kind of buried my head and forgot <laughs> it was there. That's, that's, that's possibly what that was. Well, well played, Wes. That's amazing. James Perch, higher or lower? I've given the answer away, so you, you know what it is. Perchy again was another lad that was very rarely injured. If I remember my time at Forest, uh, so is it was he so higher than me or higher than Wes or lower than Wes? Lower or higher than Wes? <laughs> lower than. <laughs> hopefully, yes. hopefully my brain works. Yes. <laughs> two hundred and twenty-two. A That's teammate a of yours ball. from the great from the great Paul Hart days, Gareth Williams. Yeah. Higher or lower than two hundred and twenty-two? Lower. Correct. Yeah, because I think Another yeah, Gareth moved on, didn't he? Then he and he had that uh, that knee injury, which injury. pretty much saw him off. I think. Wasn't it? A very talented player, though. Yeah, great pass for the ball. Tremendous mm. vision. Well, we had to have someone in midfield that could pass. I was going to say, the talent <laughs> in midfield in that team. <laughs> Another player from that era, uh, Andy Reid. Now, he had two spells, didn't he? So, mm. so higher or lower than Higher Gareth or lower Williams. than 155. Higher. Correct. 200. Why do you keep giving him clues? You've not given me one clue in any of the questions. It's only because he saw how bad I got the first part of that question. <laughs> yeah. I think I had more more appearances than Wes Morgan, the record appearance holder <laughs> from the academy. My God. Last one is Ben Osborne, higher or lower than 290. Do you know what? I'm going to go lower. Correct. Two, 229. He played a lot of games as well. He came through very early. Right, a Christmas question, which I know you're going to love, Gary. What is the best Christmas song? And I'll give a point to the one I think is the right answer. Wow, that, brilliant. Look, great question. So very fairy, fairy tale of New York. That's a good answer, and I like and that. The, the you, one, you can have to go well to beat hey, that. The other one that always gets overlooked for me is Greg Lake. I believe in Ooh, Father Christmas. I believe in Father Christmas. It's brilliant. Is, it, is that the one with like the, is it like yes. the harpsichord at the start? Yeah. You both like your music. I know that. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what you say. Well, I, well, I, I mean, I'm, this is going to be utterly predictable, but that as soon as you ask that question, that same sentence of title of song, which Gary just said, Fair Tale of New York, 
just jumped up in my head. It, it's a it's a phenomenal piece of music, which, as again, like I said with Gavin and Stacey, encompasses all that Christmas is, full of optimism, full of hope, and then getting kicked in the knackers at the end of it. So it's, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it sums it up perfectly. And, and once that kicks in, the, the sad thing is now, Altering all the lyrics, yeah, exactly. But but and also the fact that you probably hear it late October in shops. So you kind of stand there and go, "Oh come on, it's going to be at least December and a bit colder now to be able to get through it." But that for me, I also like the darkness one, which was a re- probably in the last what five or ten years. Which, oh, don't mention it, it then. Good, you, it, it, you've it, gone right it, down in my estimation now. The darkness. Well, that's that's and that, but it's cheese, isn't it? It's it's it cheese, cheese and cheese and Christmas go together hand in hand. I was uh, mistletoe and wine, tune. <laughs> Well, you were both correct. I, I, I thought Fairy Tale of New York as yeah. well. Although I'm going to give the point to Gary because perhaps he went off on some weird tangent about <laughs> mistletoe and wine and all sorts of that stuff. He should be right. minus five for all that. Yeah, the, yeah to be fair, I'd take, take a deduction on the chin there, I'll be honest. Penultimate question. Now it's a stats question, Gary, so you're going to hate it. But oh. it is about a legend, the greatest manager of all time. So it's a question about Brian Clough's playing career. This will demonstrate how good he was because young fans won't know this, I reckon. Mm. How many games and how many goals did Clough score in a career that was shortened by injury? And I'll let Gary go first because he hates stats questions. I thought so it was 250 odd and he scored 150 odd goals or something daft like that. And what's your guess, Prots? <laughs> Um, I know the ratio, uh, his goal scoring ratio was was utterly ridiculous, wasn't it? And he was um, he he was quite quick, wasn't he? Early doors to, to remind people of just how good a player he was. I think when he went first into management, um, he might have carried on doing that. Guys, is that what he was? So not just when he first went into management, he was but, constant. Is is but that that was what was so good about him. You sat and listened mm. because he was so good at what he did in my position. Yeah. You know, so it was just a great learning curve. I'll, I'll go for I'll go for two hundred appearances and one hundred and twenty five goals. No, it's better than that. You're um, both sort of close on appearances. Two hundred and twenty two games, and he scored two hundred and four goals what? in his career. Oh, me. I know. Oh my God! Imagine oh how many God. England caps he would have won if he played for. But uh, uh, but I, t- I, I tell you what, as well, this, these are those sliding doors moments, aren't they? Because if it hadn't been cut short, if he'd managed to get a, a long, wonderful playing career. Um, you, you, Gary might not have come across the man, the manager that he, he became. You, you just never know, do you? So on the one hand, something got cruelly taken from him, but on the other hand, what he pushed out into the world from a managerial point of view was was, was just sublime, wasn't it? What advice did he give you, Gary, in terms of being a striker? Uh, make your mind up early. You know, when you were, like one on one, especially make your mind up early and just get your head over the ball. You know, like any any sport, he said, if you're playing snooker. Head over the ball, keep still. Cricket, get your your head over the ball, watch the ball, and you know hit the target. Just make sure you hit the target. Would he have during the course of training? We, we we've all seen managers that like to join in or, or fancy themselves a little bit. Was was he still physically in a position to to do it? if he wanted to show you something? Could he could he say, well, just do it like this, or this is what I'm after, or maybe not in, in quite genial terms? But would, was, could you still see it? He never came. About him down, kind of on a Friday and wandering around. Now he had a stroll down with Pete Taylor and their dogs, and that was it. Then he used to say, "Right through the nettles." So you got twenty-two grown men running through nettles <laughs> and the manure where the groundsman had uh, dumped all his stuff in the corner of the training ground. Then he shout the last one in the five-a-side goal. You see 20, 20 grown men trying to throw themselves in a five-a-side goal. <laughs> you know, you just did it, you know, because it was him, sort of thing. 
But no, he, he, he never complicated things, Props. He mm. always kept it simple. You know, respect your opposition, but you're better than them. And, you know, to go out on a pitch with those things in your mind, you know, he said, do what you're good at, not what you're not good at. That's all I ask of you. And when, mm. when you hear somebody say that, it, does, it, it, it clears your mind. You've got nothing in your mind apart from, right, you know, he said that to me. And he said, just give me 100%. He said, I'll carry you off at the end of the game if you give me 100%. It was basic. It was good. And it was, you know, it was good for everybody uh, because it didn't complicate things. It, you know, players now, I think, go out with mm. too many things in the mind. Yeah, in the modern game, you know, they, they're too. But that, that'd be dressed up, don't you think, guys? As, as as psychology now, that'd be that would that would be how that would be classed nowadays. Whereas it seems relatively, uh, and and the the genius is in the simplicity of the message is that yes, you need good players, yes, you need committed individuals, but to make people feel ten foot tall to go on a pitch and 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 um, and, and it's still, I never get. And obviously, we have got a slightly vested interest when we're discussing this. But when you look at. Um, I believe in miracles as well. I mean, the, the film you took part in to, to get from where Forrest were to where he took them and then how he left them and, and the legacy that he leaves. It is Hollywood standard storytelling because of where it came from, who he got there with and how glorious it was. And that, that is that a measure of the man's just innate charisma and magnetism? Because that's what you seem to get. I love watching, like digging into YouTube and I've told Matt about this. It's not only about music, but seeing his old um, interviews and the way he... Just, just thoroughly dominated situations by the sheer force of personality that he had. I don't think it gets as much praise as it should do. You know what he achieved because so it's him staggering what he did. You know mm. the size of Nottingham. It's not, it's not big. You can walk across it in twenty minutes. And uh, you know, for somebody like Mourinho to come up, uh, you know, and tell nobody he was coming up just to see how a team like Forest managed to win two European Cups and saying mm. you couldn't believe the size of the town. Uh, mm. That you know, it's just incredible and. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a joy to, to to play under him and Taylor because you never knew from what one day to the next <laughs> what was going to happen. You couldn't wait to go in to find out what they were up to next. You know, they'd walk you up the river and buy you a coffee and, you know, come back down. You think you're going to run. He said, right, I'll see you. This is Monday morning. I'll see you on Thursday and give you two days <laughs> off. And how much did that left the player? Crap, I've got two days off here. You yeah. know, and then that, that made you come back all... You know, a good, you couldn't wait to get back. You couldn't wait to train. You couldn't wait to play. Instead of, you know, being laborious and thinking, well, we're in every day. This is getting, you know, a bit boring. He never made it boring. He always made it enjoyable. And he very rarely punished you for mm. bad performances. Uh, you know, it was a, just a joy to be around. And some players at a particular time said, oh, we couldn't play for Cluffy because he's a dictator, he's a tyrant. Couldn't be further from the truth. It was, you know, a delight to play. Um, and, yeah, I can't speak of highly of, enough of what it did for me as a person, you know, mm. what it gave me mentally, strength-wise, um, you know, and it's it really helps in these times, you know, with a mm. pandemic. You know, people talk about mental health and, mm. you know, a lot of people are struggling with it. And, uh, you know, luckily enough, you know, that, that gave me that mental strength to hopefully get me through, you know, what's going on now. So not just football, everything. He bought everything. He cared about your family. He cared, you know, he bought magazines in for the wives and things like that. You know, on match days, he sent them flowers. Mm. You know, it wasn't just about the football. It was about bringing a club together, everybody at that football club, not just the players, the backroom staff as well. And that's what Nigel does, his lad. 
you know, when he goes to football clubs, he's inclusive of everybody. You know, he's learned, you know, from his dad in that respect. So, you know, and, and people respond to that. Players respond to that. You know, and the community of football respond to that at every football club. So, you know, not just football, the whole picture. Mm. You know, and he always used to say, remember who you are, where you are, and who you represent. And that stuck with me all through my life. You know, phenomenal fundamentals out there for the way to live a life. Yeah, exactly. I was lucky that my the parents brought me up the same, and I hope I brought my kids up to think exactly the same. It gives you that insight, you know, to be able to go and do those things. And mm. you know, it's it's a complete package with him. Was Paul Hart similar with you, young lads coming through Prats, in terms of how he wanted you to live your life? And also, obviously, he played a very mm. adventurous brand of football. I mean, he must have you know had to imprint that on you. As a must have been a very good man manager, mustn't he? He was, he was really good. He, he was at times terrifying, but also so empathetic and sympathetic to what what we as a bunch of lads were adolescents at the time. You move away from home, you, you, you're you in a very competitive environment. Not that you know it, because what he bred was a real team ethic. We, we kind of we kind of felt that if, if any of us are going to make it in professional football, we've all got to pull together and we catapult on the lads that, that are always going to make it. You know what I mean? And, and there was that real competitive edge to the side. But there, there, but there was nothing There was no nothing sinister in the way that lads went around training. There was no, yes, we were all fighting for individual shirts, but there was no, there was a real camaraderie with that and, and, and seeing each other through and, and taking a real join, lads getting into the first team and, and seeing that as a as that carrot that's dangled after being, being in the youth team. And I think what Paul managed to inherit from someone like Brian was that, sense of keeping you like Gary was saying there, there was days when you didn't know what was going on there was days when you'd come in and you'd think oh Christ what, what's up with him today and, and but that got everybody on edge but on edge in a good way so there was no levels getting dropped in training there was nobody lagging behind in any form of running at all um it it, it was it's funny because it, it makes me think of him now when as everyone else has started doing when we've been at home for quite a long time you, you start going running and all that just ticking over and and I, I've got you know, you get your your music on and you're checking your time on your phone and all this type of stuff, and you're thinking it's not bad. And then you kind of think, what do we used to do in pre-season? So we, you get back the first day of pre-season, you do a two-mile run, whether that was round, that was nine, that ended up being about nine laps of the city ground track, which was like that clay court at Roland Garrett's. You know what I mean? Sliding around the corner, and you had twenty-five young lads, hell for leather, batting it around there, and we used to do it in like. 11 and a half minutes, the first day of pre-season. The first day you'd come in, you had to be fit. If you weren't well, that's fit, you, that's brilliant. You, you, were, you, you were in trouble. And, and he, but that, it, it goes back to exactly what Gary was saying. It, it bred competitiveness, but it, it, there was a real enthusiasm and, and just an absolute joy. And there, there, was no other, there was no other concerns in our young lives. It was about being as good as we possibly could, impressing Paul, who in turn... Um, passed the information up the food chain to see if you could get anyone near the first team. But I think without him being there, me and several other players of that ilk that came through could quite easily be sat here thinking, what if, over the course of being, whether we were going to be professional footballers? And yes, you've got to have that inner drive. Yes, you've got to have that back of your family and the unconditional love, which I absolutely had in abundance, which, which I will forever be grateful to my family for. But meeting him at that specific time in my life, catapults you on and he, he, he was a he was a glorious fella to spend time with. Hey, I'll tell you what, he was frightening, Brutz. You want to play <laughs> he was, he? He's the nicest bloke off the pitch you could ever wish mm. to be with. But well, I played against him a few times and you could guarantee first ten minutes 
I'd be on my backside in the centre circle and he'd be looking down at you with a smile on his face. And he told you he was going to do it, but you knew he was going to do it. And the great thing was, though, I mean, he obviously big, imposing physical presence. So you could my, absolutely, my God, my, his ability on the ball. I yeah. mean, you talk about, it, it seems to have been, a, a, or it appears to have been a, a recent invention, doesn't it, a ball playing centre-half, which we obviously know is a load of rubbish because those players of that type of ilk and, and generations before were on worse pitches with people that could leave, leave the foot in, which, which, which could, it was a real battle, but they still managed to play glorious football from the back. Kenny Burns was the same. I mean, he played up front, so, you know, it's a bit different. But Cluffy, I can remember one game, first, Harty's first game, balls come in the box and Harty's chested it down and clear, you know, calm as you like. And mm. Cluffy said afterwards, that's why I bought you. You know, and Harty, yeah, Harty, yeah. Could, Harty could do that. He could do both. And yeah. it, we always say, I had a chat with Harty about, when he got the ball, what I was going to do to help him mm. out, you know, like come towards it and then spin. And he said, I've never, I've never had a striker come and talk to me about, you know, what he wants to do. But I, I bet he loved that. that. I bet he loved he it. Did. Didn't he? But mm. he was, he, you know, he said, I've never had that. And, you know, I did it. I came towards the ball, then span. And, you know, you put it over the top because the centre half mm. gets too tight on you and you just roll him and then you're in, you're in behind. You know, so it's it's all about. What, what was it like as a teammate, Gaz? I mean, just I mean, you talk you you talk about that that kind of that professional element of being a footballer, but just as a, as a lad in the dressing room room of a certain age, what was it like? He was brilliant, absolute different class. He was a, he was a wind up merchant. He was a joke. <laughs> yeah, you know, he got the whole lot. He got the full spectrum. I, I, I talked mm. to him quite often at the moment, and he's mm. loving it down at Luton. He said we've got a great bunch of lads there. He said, we've got the smallest budget in the championship. Mm. He said, but what a great bunch of lads. They just go for it, you know. And I think, you know, he's instilled that sort of thing uh, into them, you know, with mm. his job there. You know, mm. he's a great man to have alongside you, you know, as a, a, maybe as a number two. Well, that, that, that's the thing that really, I think the last time I got in touch, and I think I said something along the same lines, and tongue-in-cheek, of course, I said, never thought I'd see the day when you became the good cop to somebody's bad cop, because <laughs> he, he was the man that absolutely, I mean, his word was law, nobody went against it, and absolutely right, you've got to have somebody in charge, because it's clear, as, as, as you've alluded to, that any group of individuals that are working in an organisation, yes, I understand the democratic process of people leading each other, but it need, I always think it needs somebody there at the top to say, well, you, you might all think that, and that's what we're doing, great. Or you might all think that, and we're not doing that, we're doing this, because I've told you that, and this is the way it's going. And he was wonderful at that. And I, I, I'd be so intrigued to see what he's like now with, with seeing what Nathan's like, Nathan Jones, and how fiery and how passionate he is, and whether he's there to be the kind of temperature regulator, the, the, t- the touchstone for the players, which I, I'd, I'd be fascinated to see the evolution of him as, as that particular character. Yeah, could, could well be. And... One of the funny stories about him, we went to that Australian trip. He was on that Australian trip. Mm. And we were there for three weeks and he pulled a muscle going up the steps of the plane at Heathrow. Never kicked <laughs> on, a, on never, the way there? Yeah, never kicked a ball for three weeks. <laughs> he loved it. He, he was winding us up. Yeah, pulled a muscle going up the, the steps of the plane. Never kicked a ball the whole trip. He, he was on the Fosters and the... Uh, Free holiday. The, the 4X and everything. Yeah, just winding us all up. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent right <clears throat> let's finish this quiz with the final round and a round that I think Gary will oh, Christ, like. we've, got, we've got a quiz there guys I, I forgot the quiz we've got one right. more round we've got one, uh, last round Prutz is leading seven points to nine but I think this is where Gary turns it around and wins seven it seven points to nine how could he be leading seven points to nine right, I know after 47 nine, questions eight nine seven nine seven <laughs> yeah I was going to say he can't be leading seven nine 
So what you do it what I want you to do is name the lineup from a memorable game in your Forest career. Oh. It was harder to find one for Prutz than Gary, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> so the game is the nineteen seventy nine League Cup final, Gary, which I think went quite well for you personally, if you can recall. Yeah. Oh, somebody was injured that day and we you, you only had one sub in those days, you did, didn't you? Yes. And you scored twice. I scored four it. times. Four I times? Scored, I scored four on that day and I, the linesman robbed me. Never had oh, that. okay. <laughs> <laughs> four goals I scored at Wembley. And it, 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 the last one, I'd, gone, I'd picked the ball up, gone around the keeper, put it in the net, and then he puts his flag up. <laughs> and I went bizarre. I was, I never, we were told never to ever go at referees under Brian. And he, he disallowed it. And the first one came across the face of the goal, tapped it in. It was level, but in those days, level was just offside. And it, even even then, it didn't look offside. So I was, I, I, I'm absolutely livid that I was, you know, denied a hat-trick at Wembley. But hey-ho, things like that happen. If they had already been there, they'd have probably said, right, they're offside anyway. But... Oh, crap. Let, let, let's be honest. Would VAR have cleared it up? Possibly not. We'd still be Possibly arguing not. about something else, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they wouldn't have been able to have that line because the pitch at that, that, on that game, uh, it had snowed and they had to clear the pitch. There's <laughs> piles of snow on the side of the pitch in March. Jeez. So the pitch was a bog. Wembley was a bog. So VAR would have had no chance. Uh, the team, yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, a point a point per name. It, wow. Yeah. Well, Shilton, yeah, in goal. Um, I'm not sure Viv played actually. Don't think he did. Shilton's correct. Yeah. So uh, um, who's, who's the right back? Wasn't Colin Barrett, was it? Correct. It was Colin Barrett. Think Colin played on the other side. Yeah. Frank at left back. Correct. We're doing well here. Yeah. Um, I think there was a. Was that the Wolves game that? Uh, Needham played in the Wolves game because one of the centre-arse was injured. I'll go Burns and Lloyd. No, you, your memory's yeah. a little foggy there. It was Needham. Needham did uh, play in that one. Needham played against Wolves uh, when Andy Gray scored that goal. I didn't mm. think he played in the. I don't think he played in the first one against Southampton. No, so he, he played in Ken- both of them. Yeah, he played in both. Yeah. I only thought he played in one. Ken- Kenny was not involved in this game. Oh, right. Okay. So we're on to the midfield now and wingers. Yeah, um, Robbo, obviously. Um, yeah. Martin on the right. Yeah. I think Archie played, didn't he, in that one? Correct, yeah. And John McGovern. Yeah, which just and leaves... Me, me and Woody up front. Correct. So you only got one wrong there. Can you Jesus, name that's amazing. Who, who would the one sub have been? If Bomber, was in, if, if Bomber wasn't injured, it would have been him, I would have thought. Yes, it was. So he right. was the unlucky one to miss out. It's um, mad, isn't it? To think there's only one that, sub. Like today, you'd have six other blokes on the bench. You'd yeah. get a winner's medal. Yeah. And all those players missed out. Right. That puts you on 17 points. Which that, that's, that's, for, that's phenomenal, guys. I mean, no matter what game you're going to tell me here, Matt, I, I would struggle to get this. But go on. <laughs> you will. <laughs> this is your Forest League debut, September oh. 1999. I'm hoping you remember this. There's some absolute rotters in this team. Bristol um, City away. Uh, Bolton away, Bolton away. Bolton well, that's away. a good start, Brooks. Well, Bristol City was a cup tie. I, I thought <laughs> I, I've given you the league game because oh, managers right, okay. tended to play a few kids and all that. So Bolton what? three, Forest what? two, September nineteenth. We had a strong team in that for that Bristol City. Um, oh God, when was this? September ninety nine. I've been retired seven years. September ninety nine. Eh. Um, was either Bess or Norm. Oh, God. I'm going Dave Besson in goal. Correct. 
Solid start. <laughs> right back. Right back. Thierry Bonneler. Uh No, I think he played. I'm going to have to look that up. Ice clean, ice clean his boots. Did you? I did. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Do you know, do you know what, Gaz? This will, this will, this will get the fire in your belly going. Didn't tip me at Christmas. The tight sod. You are joking. I used to tip really well. I sweat. I sweated blood. I sweated blood for Thierry's boots. Didn't just said thanks and walked off. <laughs> well, he, uh, he did play. He did play. He played in midfield, so you get a point for that. So it's a different right back. Yeah. My God. Uh, right back then at the time for Forest. I think it was pre Matty Louis Jean as well. Okay. This, that's, this is me not giving you answers. This is me thinking out loud before Gal says, <laughs> I'm, fi- well, I'm it, fishing it, it, for clues. He'll keep giving you clues. He's, he's clearly on your side. This oh, no, I want Gary to win. You know, I've always yeah. said, Prots, didn't I say to you that Gary's my favourite former Forest player? You did. He, he did. did. He, live he on, live did. on the podcast. He did. He did. He, he had no qualms about crushing my feelings at all. <laughs> um, uh, so, a back three. I'm going to name, if, if it's a three, then it's a slightly more interpretive. Surely We've only got pro- four minutes left, Prots. No, I can't. <laughs> um, 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 John Helder. Correct. He did play. Gee whiz. Um, this will make great lists. Yeah. So I give you a right, right. Go on then, me. Go on then. That's, <laughs> that's, that, that, may, that might help. Um, Chris Bart Williams. No, he did not really? play in midfield. Oh, God, he used, to, exactly. he, he used to give me his absolute pelters all the way through games and all the way through training. I don't think I ever did anything right in his eye. Andy Johnson. No, it was it must have been not his time. must have left by then. No. Uh, John L. Really? So I'm going to go um, Alan Rogers. Correct. Dougie Friedman. Correct. Other striker? Other striker at the time. John o, I don't think John o was there at that time. Or was he? David Johnson? No, it was just before oh. his time, wasn't it? Oh. So you've missed out there. I'll tell you who it was because you can't get it now. It was Ian God. Wright. Oh, great. And bizarrely, bizarrely, I bumped into Wright last night at work. Who I, 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 did, I did that thing, as we all do, send hello to somebody with a mask on, and he gave me the very generic, oh, somebody's <laughs> saying hello to me at work, and walked past. So Mark <laughs> after him, pulled my mask down and went, Righty, for Christ's sake, mate. Oh, you put your ass. I was like, yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> but he'd done it in front of about 10 people in reception. So everyone was like, you don't know Ian, right? And I was like, yeah, I, I promise I do. Like, pathetically ran after him like an absolute nerd. <laughs> right. So, right, he was up front. I, I'm, 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 I'm missing half the team, aren't I? What's, you've, got six, we got? you've got six right at the moment, oh, and you've got God. a couple wrong. So, you've got, I'll give you, yeah, but he's not, I don't think you can get him anymore. I'll give you a guess at a centre half. Another centre and half and a central midfielder. Chet was it still there? Was he? No, not Chet. It was one of the uh, Italian disasters, Matricano. Oh, right. Matricano! Uh, so does that mean that Petracchi was in midfield as well? Then no, Petracchi was injured. <laughs> he was always injured, wasn't he? Well, I think I've told you before that when he came jogging on the pitch at Carrow Road for the warm-up, in just his slips and his shorts and socks, completely forgot <laughs> to put his shorts on. There's there's horrible little white slips that we used to wear. Comes running out of nose, and it was like, "Can you put your pants on?" Oh, sorry, Um, I'm 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 struggling with this. This is shocking, and I I think do you know do you know what I'll do to mitigate my circumstances? All the players that Gaz mentioned, legends. Mine are varying degrees of legend. Hence the fact I can't remember. Go on. Here's here's another one quickly for you about uh, team sheets. 
We played Notts County at Notts County, and the team sheet was they got the Anderson and Smelt the wrong way. Can you remember Lee Smelt in goal? Yeah, yeah. And he went Anderson Smelt burns arse. <laughs> because I know arse, and he went, yeah, he got them, they got them, uh, what's the name, mixed up. So it went, oh, Anderson Smelt burns arse. <laughs> always uh, tickles. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a kid to the batsman's holding the, bowl, the bowlers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I'm going to put you out of your misery and tell you the rest of the team. Go on, tell me. So on. it was Louis Jean, Skimmicker. Oh, I, 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 I'm sure I said Matty. No, you said it was before Matty. You actively said, I'm oh. not giving an answer here. <laughs> to oh. that one. I, I thought Ricky as well, but I thought it was before Ricky. Go on. No, no. Um, Quasi was the, the other midfielder. Okay, yeah. And then on the bench, because uh, we've done the whole team now, on the bench was Mark Goodlad, who I'd forgotten ever played for Forest. Goody, Manini. yes. Yeah, Manini, the other uh, Italian centre-half, Bernard Alou, Carlos Mourinho and Marlon Harewood. Carlos, a good player, Carlos. And then um, I, I forgot about Marlon as well. I, I, don't, I, I just presumed hey, away that, from what the that truth was. Diffi- that was difficult, Prots. It was, was difficult. It is going to Gary Bertels. <laughs> 17 points to 15. Well played, my friend. Well, well done, Gary. You hated the quiz. But I think he got won. your hardest question till the last. He thought, right, we let Gaz win by giving yeah. the question that he's got no chance of getting. But he, he shook me. He shook me in with that, which is which is if, uh, fair enough. And if I'm going to lose to someone, as I've said it many a time, mate. If I'm going to lose to someone that's actually won proper medals, then that's absolutely fine by me. Well, the other game is going to be the Yeovil game where you got sent off. I thought that was too cruel to. to I, I mean, and, and again, from a def- from a from a team naming point of view. I can tell you who I fouled twice, which was Nathan Jones. But other than that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations to Gary, who, uh, who yeah, an, another win in the Bertels' career. You're very another... kind to an old man. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much. How are we spending Christmas? A family, uh, uh, I suppose, is it? I know I've asked you yeah. that before, Prots. Bit of family well, time, bit of TV. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, hopefully. I mean, we, we're all, we all go day by day with regards to what comes out of a certain part of uh, London, don't we? So m- maybe that'll change. I sincerely hope it doesn't. But uh, hoping to make it as, as normal as, as possible. What about you guys? Is it is it hopefully going to be as normal as possible for you? Well, that's all you can do, isn't it? That's, mm. that's all you can hope for. Just got to, you know, go with the flow, haven't you? True, true. Right. Thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast this year. Uh, It's much appreciated. And thanks to everyone who's listened to this. We hope you all have a good Christmas and we shall be back uh, hopefully before the end of the year with one more episode. So enjoy the festive period and we'll see you all soon. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.